Ladies and gentlemen, it's Ming Green Nation Podcast. Welcome to it. Today, well, this morning, we have uh, Mr. Greg Godecker. How are you doing on this fine, uh, not quite spring officially, but it's spring-like morning? I'm doing all right. Hanging in there. Can't complain yet. Well, are there a bubble, our excitement bubble? I don't know if it was burst, but it was at least shrink a little bit. I don't know. North Texas still is the regular season champion, West Division champion. That's the only designation they officially give you. There's no trophy for the regular season season title. Um, regular season champs, division champs, um, and you know you we get the NIT bid, and I think it was determined by the five people on Twitter or wherever it was that responded to my kind of hypothetical. Like, I mean, would you? You know, are you, um, are you excited about the NIT? I guess, you know, like, does that mean anything to you? Uh, everybody's like, the NCAA tournament, that's what really matters. Are you in the same boat there? Yeah, I mean, the NIT tournament kind of feels like a, a reward for a great season, but um, the NCAA tournament is something that is earned, right? And we have to go do that this week. So, I mean, all the, the media attention, all the focus, all the, the fan hype and all that good stuff, that, that comes with the NCAA tournament. So, yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what this team is working for. That's what they want, right? That's what everybody wants this time of year. But you would feel really disappointed as a fan, but probably for the players themselves if they didn't make that tournament. Yeah, that's – what you're dreaming about nobody's ever i mean not since like i don't know what 1955 or something like that is anybody like man i can't wait to go play in the nit you know nobody's really thinking about that it's the ncaa tournament you're thinking about one shining moment and and uh you know all those i think they're copyrighted right the trademark like the elite eight sweet 16 certainly the final four is um once you had like the taste that we had last year, you don't want the NIT. <laughs> I mean, uh, so no CBI, huh? That didn't uh, float your boat anymore. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. So I, I think we're on the same page. Yet. The NCAA tournament is what matters. I was never personally of the mind that like the um, at-large bid chances were very high, even if North Texas won these these last two games. Um, this week since we last spoke, I think. Um, and, and they didn't, right? They beat UTSA uh, in not a great game. I don't have the numbers in front of me, right? But I, I, I was looking at some of the efficiency ratings. Uh, our offensive performances haven't been amazing. So if you looked, if you watched that UTSA game, we're like, yeah, we won, but I don't know that we're that great. Like, you know, I'm talking about a novice basketball fan, and, you know, somebody tunes in. Uh, it's not really subscribing to the stat sites and all that good stuff. Well, the numbers support that feeling is what I would say, which is what you want, right? You want the numbers to give you something of a reflection of how uh, it feels to watch the game. So, um, um, you know, you can not watch a team and look at the numbers and say, all right, I can get a sense of what this team is doing. Anyway, point is that North Texas wasn't playing very well offensively leading up to that U. Tap game, uh, UTEP came out, punches in the nose, nothing we hadn't seen before, right? Um, other teams had done something similar, uh, like Southern Miss kind of jumped out into a little lead against us. North Texas tried to do the little comeback, get a stop, get a bucket, get a stop, get a bucket. 
that wasn't as easy as it was against other teams. UTEP was playing with a little verve, a little vigor. Um, they were getting a little luck. The rest were terrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, all those things sort of combined, right? Bad free throw shooting. Like, Tom Bell got to the line a ton. That was great. But he missed, you know, 50% of whatever. You know. So you need to get to the line an extreme amount of time for that to be, like, worthwhile. You were starting to foul people out eventually, right? Um, and we'll get into all that a little bit later. But so North Texas ends up trying to make their comeback relate. They didn't hit the the clutch to pointers that they needed. I think if you watch like the Tech game, you watch the UAB game. Those are similar games in terms of like efficiency, like uh, where maybe the team wasn't as great defensively against some pretty good uh, offensive teams, but they were great great defensively when it mattered when they needed stops. And this one didn't quite get those stops. And then I think more importantly, offensively, like uh, I think what a huge three was uh, Mardrez McBride's three against UAB a couple weeks ago that he hit to cut that lead. Um, it I think it was like uh, it was gonna be like eight or something like that he cut it down uh, to like four or something like that. Anyway, we didn't get that kind of three in this one, so it was always like six. It was always like five. We never got within one possession, and ultimately, yeah, we lost by two, but. We effectively lost by five, right? There was like half a second left, but Marjorie McBride hit the buzzer-beaten three in this one. So, I mean, did, yeah, sure, we lost by two, but it was not like it was a one-possession game. Like, uh, that's my rough recap of the game. Is that about right? Am I missing any major points there? No, I don't think you're really missing any major points. I mean, the free throw thing is going to, it sticks out in everybody's mind because that's the obvious thing. I think the um, thing that people probably don't look at is Usman, right? He's a huge part of the team and what they want to do offensively, him not being able to play significant minutes because of foul trouble mm-hmm. really ha- hampered the offense the past two games, right? When he's not on the floor, the spacing just isn't there. Teams don't have to send a second man at him or, you know, worry about him in the post. And that, you know, kind of closes down those those driving lanes and it uh, closes down the, the shooting opportunities for the guards. You look at what UTEP did yesterday when Usman wasn't in the game. They kind of – they had length already. Their guards had length. And so they backed off UNT just a tad um, – enough to where they could still challenge shots and they weren't really letting anybody get into the lane. You know, Tyler Perry did a, a pretty good job getting in there, but not enough. Drez, Ruben really couldn't get to the rim, couldn't really get into the middle of that defense to open up shots on the outside. I thought one guy who really played well was JJ Murray. Mm-hmm. His offense in the second half was kind of that spark that started the run for UNT and his offense is going to be critical in Frisco um, because when you have JJ playing or contributing offensively, when you have Scott contributing offensively, when you have Usman playing well, that's when the efficiency cranks itself up. You talked about coming into this game where our efficiency numbers were, you know, UTSA 95.2 on offense. That's pretty bad. Louisiana tech 94.5. I mean, it, it's it's not great either. Southern Miss, you know, we had the 129 effort. We really, you know, because we scored a bunch of points in the second half there. Mm-hmm. 
but I mean FAU, UAB, those games were 96, 97 offensive efficiencies, and, and they were not great either. But, you know, the last really good offensive game uh, was that Rice game on the road, UTEP at home, UTSA at home, Louisiana Tech on the road. We were hitting hundreds in the offensive offensive efficiency rating for those games. And the difference in these past couple games has been really the three-point shooting. You look at it um, – Yesterday, they shot 27.8% against UTSA, 31.8% against Louisiana Tech, 26.3%. That's such a huge component of this offense is being able to pound it inside with Usman, Thomas Bell, and get those open looks at threes. So, I mean, everything just didn't work in their favor. Like you said, UTEP – had the number one team in the conference that people were talking about in a large opportunity. Um, They came out, they punched UNT in the mouth. They wanted it more. And UNT just, it didn't, they just didn't look fresh. Right. And that's tough. That's tough to maintain the level of intensity for that many games. Yeah. I would say uh, that like, basketball is a rhythm sport right like it's not you can't like prepare the way you can for football and it's not like one moment you don't have a bunch of guys in your ear telling you you know what play to do or you know all this you know stuff got on the sideline and so you know in that moment on the day um you know you might not have something that you think you normally have and it's all about increasing your odds or decreasing your odds right you work you set a bunch of screens you move so that you can get a high percentage shot, which is just, you know, playing the odds. Sometimes it's not going to go in. 70% shot is going to miss 3% of the time. And um, so what you want to do is make sure you control everything that you can control all the time. And, you know, it's an old high school basketball theory. Coach. You can control your defense. You can control your effort. And I think North Texas controlled their defense, and they controlled their effort. They didn't get the luck. I don't think in anywhere else. Uh, and like you said, uh, at some of it is like building up rhythm. There's some things that they can control. Like um, I personally, I think offensively, when they, you know, are being very deliberate with the ball, that can have a tendency. And every offense has this, right? If you, your your offense is, you know, playing super up tempo, sometimes you can play too fast and make, you know, poor decisions. Sometimes you gotta slow it down, find the right thing. North Texas plays very deliberately. Sometimes they can play so slow that. Um, they're holding the ball too long and you know like we get caught up and we're we're like oh it's two seconds left we got to get a shot up and not um a good shot right maybe we could have a better shot later sometimes we can take the first really good shot uh, a little more often i think and that would help us out uh I mean, you know, maybe we're overthinking it i think sometimes we get in that tendency and um you know sometimes we can become over reliant on Tyler Perry and saying, please go make a play, you know, please, please do something. And I think in the, in those moments, it's great when like JJ Murray says, you know what, I'm capable of attacking the closeout and getting a layup. And we need that, right? Just get in there, get a layup. We don't always need Tyler Perry to cross up their, their best defender and hit a three in his eye. We can always get that. Let's save that for lunch time, right? Closing time. Uh, and right now, let's get an easy layout for J.J. Murray. Let's get Aaron Scott on a duck in, you know. Um, and let's everybody get those uh, those uh, tip backs, right? I thought Usman, yeah, he didn't play well. He didn't get the luck. But I think one thing 
that you know about controlling your offense, controlling your ability. He put up a little uh, little hook shot because it had touch on it, right? Because it was nice and soft. It was easily like timed, right? Like I think Bell ducked in, got the rebound, got the tip in. Like missed shots sometimes, or like assists. You know, like you get a, a guard drives into the lane, and he doesn't take a wild shot, and he just misses the layup. But it's so soft that the big guy goes, "Oh, let me just get that, tap it in, or let me get an easy dunk." That's basically an assist. It draw it drew so much of the defense in there. And then the ball was so softly placed off the off the glass that uh, it's easily timed. You can get it; it's easy bucket. Um, you know that's those are products of good offense, still, right? If you run your offense and you're taking good shots, you're gonna get good misses, and you're gonna help your teammates out. Also, and if you're hustling, you'll get those buckets. Thomas Bell missing free throws. I think his teammates are like, okay, he's gonna miss this. I know. <laughs> Usually, how he misses. He's breaking these things in free, in practice all the time. I know where they fall. Uh, and, you know, there's a couple times where, like, Ruben Jones got in there, got a duck in, got a bucket. Uh, you, we can control those things. Right. And I thought it was good for me, at least, to see that North Texas never gave up. They kept hustling. They kept diving on the floor. Um, they did those things where, like, I think this game for just your average team, I think this is, like, yeah, a 10 to 15 point game. Like, well, North Texas just doesn't have it today. And they get, you know, blown out by UTEP, who was playing really well and whatever, and they had all the momentum. North Texas kept chipping away and making it super tough. I think on a normal day, or we get a North Texas that's, that gets a little bit of that luck, North Texas maybe pulls this one out. Um, or it's down to the wire, and we put some pressure on the guys. One final note uh, on this I think if you're like, I don't, I don't really like all these advanced stats or offensive efficiency. I just care about the score. A rough, very rough indicator of is North Texas playing well on offense is if we get in the 60s offensively. Just it's a rough indicator. Like our best games, we're winning 65, 69, something like that. Uh, in this last game, we had 68. Our offensive efficiency was in it was like 104 or something like that. I think it was once I had some note I had to myself. And, you know, I, I think that's basically it. We also don't want to allow them to get to the free throw line. I think we did that. And last I checked, I think UTEP had like a 107 efficiency rating. They scored seven hits a lot. But really what, what it was, we got in foul trouble. And so, like, Sule Boom was just hitting free throws down the stretch. Like, from like the seven-minute mark or something like that. It was just a free throw line parade. Can't yeah, I mean, he, you know, Boom is probably the second best offensive player in the conference behind Jelly Walker as far as being able to create your own shot. Mm-hmm. And he just – the referees were calling it so tight there in the second half where any type of physical contact on Boom was was an automatic call for a foul. And, you know, once they got into the bonus, that's kind of where the game was decided. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the league has a bunch of guys like that, like in terms of varying quality, right? We, we have Tyler Perry. He's a guy that can get his own shot, but like you said, Jelly Walker over there. There's also like, I mean, Sule Boom. I think I like Eric Bieniemy's game too. I think he's fun. Uh, and I'm trying to think of some of these other dudes um, on the team. I just had a, a flash of a couple of these guys. McKnight like, from yeah. Western Kentucky. Yeah. Um, who's the guy from? Oh, it's like even like a terrible teams, right? Like Tavion Kenzie from Marshall. He's a guy that can just score. He can leap over you. He can get offensive rebounds. He's a slasher. 
Every team has one of these guys. Uh, I was watching, God forbid, it was, it was awful. I was watching FIU basketball, and they have a couple, have a couple guys that can, they can get buckets. I was like, the Denver dude, he's just kind of a bully. Um, and Charlotte has Jameer Young. He can score, you know, like that, and they have some good pass. A lot of guys, can. they have this ability, right? It's just college basketball. It's, it's D1. Conference USA is not a bad league. There's some quality players in here, and... All the things. If you're, not, you're not taking care of business, right? That's fine. Let Sule Boom score. He's going to get his points, right? Jelly Walker is going to get his points. He's going to cross you up, hit a mid-range jumper. That's fine. It's going to happen. Don't let, wasn't it, uh, the other dude with the braids, number 11 or whoever, was he, or he scored 11 points. That guy. It was like Silzy, Sibley, somebody. I don't have that. Um, Too many names. Sorry, uh, yeah, Sibley. There you go. That guy had 11 points. You know when was the last time he had 11 points? A month ago. Or in January, it was two months ago. Those are the guys you can't let go off right? or get ten points. Yeah, he's a freshman. Yeah, I mean that was a that was you know Uzman not being in there, right? Yeah, because then you're forced to to play small, um, and you got JJ Murray guarding a six foot eight guy in the post, <laughs> or Jerez guarding a six foot eight guy in the post, and I mean that's just not going to be an advantage for North Texas. And the other thing was like Keontae Kennedy. Didn't play against us in Denton, came back from injury. I mean, he was really a defensive um, stopper for UTEP yesterday. He, you know, he hit the big threes early on, but, I mean, I thought his defense on some of the UNT guards was really good yesterday. Yeah, like, he's he's one of those guys that you hate when he's on the other team. And, like, because he, one, he'll, he'll bother our guards, right? He was he had quick hand, got a little foul trouble or whatever, but he was bothering the guards. And then he, when he hits big buckets, he starts, you know, flexing on the other team. And yeah, teams start getting frustrated. Like, I can't believe that guy just dunked on me. Started flexing on me. Well, I'm going to show him. And they go, and then it just kind of takes you out of your game. He would be great to have on our team if he was just bothering other guys and doing that kind of thing. And also maybe frustrating. Um, there's also, uh, the best teams have defensive stoppers like that, right? Like, I think UTEP is in one of the, it's like in that middle ground where on a, on a day, like this one, you're like, man, that's a team to take seriously. When when they're feeling good and feeling confident, they got boom. They have the enemy. They have a couple guys that can do some things. And, um, you know, they got a guy like Kennedy that can maybe slow your, down your best dude. Um, but also they're not very good. They, they can't bring that consistency every time. I mean, they were – when you look at their roster, they're, they're top 100 and average height. Right. And like we mentioned before, we don't really have tall guards, mm-hmm. but, you know, UTEP didn't have, you know, they had the, their center was like six foot nine, but he's still not a matchup for Usman. I think Usman scored like 27 points in the first matchup. Yeah. And again, having him out there can negate some of that guard height that your guards are facing because they can't stop your post guy. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, like North Texas has been smaller than everybody for like basically all of Grant McGaslin's thing. I think he just kind of looks in the mirror and is like, "I'm like five foot two. and so then therefore everybody that's five foot nothing should be on my team. Uh, okay, but yeah, what North Texas lacks in height and like physical gifts, they make up uh, for in like effort and all this other stuff, and that's great. Except sometimes you just go up against that. It's just too tall for you, too big for you, and they're going to, you know, like, it was against UAB, where J.J. Murray kind of blocked somebody out, but the guy had, like, a, you know, eight-inch advantage on the dude and just got the rebound. Uh, it's going to happen. 
So in many ways, I think that this YouTube game was, well, when is that good? But it, it also served to highlight where North Texas is weak, right? So if you're new to this, maybe a recent convert or something like that, uh, North Texas struggles shooting free throws. So uh, I guess get, get used to it. Um, Thomas Bell is one of our best players, and so he's going to get to the foul line a lot. I thought that was all good, and I think he started hitting free throws more toward the end. He had like his last three or something like that. It was good to get him reps. He had like 15 free throws. One, I felt like he's been, in recent games, a little bit more passive, kind of taking what is available to him. And that's, you know, he's he's been defended a little differently by teams uh, since that UAB game, since that Fort Atlantic game. He's been a little off. And I like to see him be more aggressive. I think the team has benefited when he is aggressive. Going to the basket, taking an open three. Um, you know, like I said, sometimes he has an open three. It's not a great shot for him, but he can hit it, and I think it helps keep the other team honest. And, um, like, we need him scoring and not just doing hustle things, not just making, you know, passes, uh, getting rebounds, that kind of stuff. We need him scoring. We need his points. We need his buckets. And I think he needs about, like, three threes a game. And, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not going to hit three. He might go 0 for 3. But I think he needs to take at least three shots a game because I think he gets three decent enough looks per game. Let, let him fly, man. Um, and, you know, he needs to be getting to the line at least 10, 15 times for us to be successful in my mind. Now, he ain't going to hit any of those. He's going to go one for 10 or something like that. But I think it's it's overall good. I think the overall benefit's there. Um, yeah. Any, any Any other takeaways from that game before we look at the bracket? No, I mean it's it's done. It's over with. <laughs> um, it's time to move on to Frisco. Frisco, does Frisco have a song? Welcome to Frisco, land of what? Twenty ten. It's basically was built like in twenty ten. I remember going to Frisco and like, man, ain't nothing out here. And then you know, a few short years later, I was like, yeah, everything's out here. There ain't nothing. Everything's brand it's, new. Uh, Land of the corporate headquarters. Yes. Yeah. All right, so I'm just pulling up this bracket right now. Um, and I'm sure you have the bracket in front of you, right? I don't have to send it to you. No, I was looking at, like, net rankings and all that good stuff. Again, let me give you this. Uh, I'll send you this bracket in this chat here. Quality podcasting right now, guys. Um. All right. It, the, the bracket was basically set on March 4th. Uh, and I, I put the logos and all the other things on there. Made it look nice and pretty. And then like the hey, here's the thing about conference too. Say like the, the league and whatever. They're just they're just so concerned about these uh, um, lawsuits and all this other stuff. It's gonna be like a Thanksgiving, you know, where everybody like you know, there's like beef between parents or something like that, or like you know, <laughs> you know like, yeah, it's kind of awkward right here, you know. Um, it's gonna be weird if like Marshall wins and then like Judy has to kind of hand over the trophy. I'm, we might see her like put it on the ground. I'm like, there it is. Take it. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we don't want to see that happen. We want to see her <laughs> hand it. I, and I don't know like how she would hand it to North Texas either because they're leaving too eventually. So yeah, well, I, I I mean she had to hand over the football trophy to UTSA. UTSA is leaving, and she was kind of like, there you go. It was not. It was fine. It was less than enthused. It was not like you know, you're such a great representative for conference. Was, yeah, good job with it. Here you go. Um, all right. So 
North Texas starts our uh, our tournament journey on March 10th at 5.30 p.m. I don't love this time. I wish it was like 8 p.m. 5.30 is a weird time. People are going to be streaming in, you know, getting to their seats, trying to figure things out, figure out which court is court A. Uh, because at 6 p.m., Western Kentucky is going to be playing against somebody, probably La Tech, but against somebody. So we'll be playing against either Charlotte or Rice. And if you want to get a pregame scouting, you bought the whole the first round tickets, you want to be there March 9th to watch Charlotte and Rice on court A at 5.30 p.m. Um, so quarterfinal round, North Texas starts Thursday, 5.30 p.m. Uh, and I think we should talk about the women's team. They start, they play at 11.30 a.m. March 10th. Both North Texas teams, and the, they got a bye. Right? North Texas women, second round entrance. I don't have the bracket right here because it's terrible. I guess I am sexist. Um, support the women's team. If you can, if you have the whole day off, go to the Thursday game. Go watch it. It's at noonish. It's 11.30. Watch them uh, compete, and then come back and get some snacks. Right, I guess support the local Frisco economy. Jerry Jones, I think he owns Frisco. Jerry yeah. Jones needs money. And then eleven thirty court B. Yeah. Support Jerry Jones. Maybe you can pay uh you can pay one of these receivers some money or something. And no, then, that's okay. <laughs> and then come back support North Texas. So we play at five thirty. It's gonna be in Charlotte and Rice, and neither of those teams are super great, right? Uh we beat them both. Uh do you do you have a preference on who we discuss in this one? Or do you wanna say that a little for a little better? Look, look, I would say this, that every team you face in March is dangerous Mm -hmm. until they're eliminated. Mm -hmm. And I tweeted that out. And I don't care that we've destroyed Rice twice this season, Mm -hmm. but beating a team a third time in a row is always tough. Mm -hmm. And Charlotte played North Texas tough at home for a while and then um, was able to eventually – North Texas was able to eventually pull away. And, you know, they do play good defense. They do have a great scorer in Young. So, again, it's just – if North Texas plays their game, they should be fine in the first game. I don't have a preference on who we'd play. I, You know, I maybe maybe Charlotte, I think, beats Rice just because they have a little bit more size. But, I mean, Rice has better offense, so maybe they beat Charlotte. I don't, it's, kinda, it's just a toss-up game. I don't know who won the, the regular season – uh, I think two. I think Charlotte won. Uh, I I guess here here's the thing. Right? If you're looking at Charlotte and you're like, all right, tell me something about them. Okay, they play um, a very a very. Uh, They're basically like Virginia. Yeah, they. they but they, I'm trying to think of the word. It's like it's not quite Attack deliberate. Line defense. Yeah, yeah, they're very system oriented. Is what it is. Both sides of the ball. And they like to get their big guy was at Khalifa out at the top of the key. Uh, and, and he'll, like, look to find some cutters. And they, they run a lot of their offense that way. And they, they're, they're seeking uh, cuts, uh, pop-ups uh, uh, of a little screen. They like to use their big guys a ton. Um, and then when the play breaks down, they give the ball to Jameer Young and say, go get us some buckets. And he can do it. Uh, defensively, you know, it's a pack line defense. Uh, they're very good. And if you squint, you just catch them at the right time. Maybe you just watch five minutes of their game. You're like, man, that's a good team. Man, they're pretty, they're pretty solid. They kind of, they have all the pieces. Um, 
But or if you catch them at another time, you're like, man, this team's terrible. This is awful. This is not <laughs> good. There's a lot of Conference USA that it falls into that category where at moments they look very good and they're very dangerous. You can see why they win games and at other times, like, oh, it's because they don't know how to execute or they're, they're doing some terrible things. Uh, Charlotte is not as good as I think their fans want them to be at this point, but I think they're the more dangerous of the two. Like Rice is one of those teams like they're going to beat you only if, if and only if they're hitting their shots. They take a ton of threes and they fall into the category of probably taking too many threes uh, in that they're, they're not getting them in offense. They're sort of lazily saying, well, I'll just take a three because it's cool in our offense. We can take a three. Um, when they're good, that field kid, their center, the big guy, you know, he's finding cutters and he can score inside. And, you know, you're like, oh, they, they have a nice little offense and everybody's moving. They have an injury to, the, to like, Olivari, he's out. And, you know, they're just lacking a little bit of, like, crispness on offense. Yeah, yeah it, that's what it is. <laughs> Crispy, right? Um, and then defensively, they're just terrible. Like, Fiedler can't move his, his feet. Um, teams like to tack him in the pick and roll, and so he's, he'll, you know, you lose some, some threat there. Uh, they were better last year where they gave teams some trouble and they would score with you and you know they they went on a little bit of they won their first two games i think or in the in the conference tournament i forget um uh, or yeah they won their first two games and then they kind of got beat by uab in the, in the third round they sort of ran out of gas because of the you know five games in five days that you'd, you'd have to win it's hard to do that and the pace that they play kind of took a toll on them uh in my mind they just they, shots that were falling for them didn't fall. Uh, passes, defense, little things like that. Um, I don't know that we're going to see that in this one. I, I think Charlotte's going to win, and I think they're more dangerous than Rice, like I said, because of their system. They can trust their system. It just It's just down to whether or not they can execute that system against us because we should be prepared for that kind of thing. And you have systems yeah. like you know what the rules are. You can anticipate them, right, defensively. Charlotte did beat Rice by three in the regular season at Rice. And then this past week, uh, they also beat Middle Tennessee at home, 60-56. to 56. Yeah, I think Middle Tennessee had a little bit of that same situation that North Texas did, where they had it wrapped up. It's a little hard to be as motivated. Um, you know, you're, you're kind of... Well, yeah. They have an injury. Um, uh, the Jefferson kid, their best player, has been out. He didn't yeah. play in that game. And he yeah. didn't play Saturday. Yeah, he's he's been out for for a little bit. Um, I mean, we can go through all the teams. I'll, 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 we'll talk a little bit about that. So if we get by on that Thursday day, get by that one. We play Friday semifinals, court A, eleven thirty a.m. and that's going to be against a Western, a Louisiana Tech, or FIU or Marshall. And we're just they just go ahead and say it's going to be between Tech or Western Kentucky, and we'll get a hot sports opinion from you right now. Is that going to be Western or Louisiana Tech? Hot sports opinion. <laughs> Man, I, I don't know. I I would trust Louisiana Tech more, mm-hmm. but I mean they're not playing great. You know they they lost to us. They played tough against us. They didn't really play tough against um, UAB. UAB yesterday. yesterday. You know Trey Jemison. <laughs> he dominated Lofton. Mm-hmm. Um, and Western Kentucky, they lost two yesterday, didn't they? 
Or did they win? I think they lost. They, they, they won. They beat Marshall, but uh, okay. yeah, Marshall gave him a little scare. Yeah. Look, Western Kentucky has the talent advantage. Louisiana Tech, I think, is just a better coach team and a mm. better team. And, you know, I – I tend to put if I was going to be a betting man, I'd probably put money on Louisiana Tech. All right, we'll talk a little bit about. Let's see, remember, remember what Greg said, uh, ladies and gentlemen. He said, "Put your house, uh, get a second mortgage, put it all on Louisiana Tech." <laughs> uh, you know, Western <laughs> Kentucky had you know a huge lead early in the conference season against Louisiana Tech, um, and then they blew that lead, and that game was at Louisiana Tech. You know, they were up by what it was something like 10 or 12, yeah, yeah. With like under four, and fell apart down the stretch. And they had the struggles, uh, you know, where they weren't playing well. You know, North Texas beat them by double digits up there. Uh, then they had the little stretch where they played good, and then they went kind of back to being inconsistent. They've been an inconsistent team all year. Are they the most talented team in Conference USA? I'd be it probably they're one A and one B between UAB and Western Kentucky in terms of overall talent. Coaching, I Stansberry, I don't trust him at all. I don't <laughs> think he's in the top five in Conference USA. So you know, it's just again, it's a it's a it's a real toss up game because you 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 make an argument about either team winning that game. Yeah, Western Kentucky has always been more talented than everybody else. Like every season, you're like, man, they got was it Charles Bassey for a while, uh, you know, Josh Anderson who's still there. I think he's in his ninth season. Uh, like Collingsworth, you know, and then McKnight, he's good. You know, he was like a really good freshman last year for them. They've always been super talented, and I think Stansbury's weakness, and because I mean, it's it's a little easier to coach when you got the best guy or like let me see what one-on-one matchup do i think favors me today 105 this one let's throw it to that guy and then he's going to score and we'll win uh all these other coaches you have to scheme up to cover a, a guy that's maybe not as talented or or you know has some muscle but has weaknesses in his game whatever um and you know that kind of shows in the championship game when like stansburg is like well uh, I'm just kind of going through my options, like throw it to my best guy or throw it to my second best guy, and neither of them are working. What am I gonna do? Uh, I'm knocking him. He's 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 a, he can he can call some plays. Um, One thing is for sure is that <laughs> both these teams, Louisiana Tech and Western Kentucky, have serious beef with North Texas right now. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. North Texas won four straight against Tech, uh, and I think three or four straight against Western Kentucky. Um, and so it's pretty last year we beat Western. Um, the, we only played them the one time, but we beat Western twice before that. Uh, and then one season, the season before 2020, we won at home in a final game of the regular season. We won two games against, uh, Western the year, uh, I think last year we won this time, right? Game this year. We, we won the one game against them last year. We won one game against them this uh, year. The this year Went and then one game, yeah. The the se- the COVID season, we won that last home game mm-hmm. and then we lost to Charlotte. Then the next year we won the conference championship against them, and then this year we won the game up in um, Bowling Green. The last year, Tech Western Kentucky were better than us. Right? They were just like Western Kentucky was talented. Louisiana Tech was a just a better team. I think they were like twenty two and four. Uh, 
We beat them fair and square, all that other stuff. But Louisiana Tech was a very good team last year. This year, they should be somewhere in that same area. They lost Isaiah Crawford, their, like, four-man. Uh, you know, a uh, guy that he could do a lot of things for him, get his own shot. Uh, he, he's lengthy. Uh, he can he can be, like, a secondary post dude, but also a guard-type guy. He's really good, and he's not playing. He's been out for the season. I think that is a major piece missing there, and they and I, I never trust Louisiana Tech shooting. They just never have a guy that you're like, the guy's gonna knock down an open jumper. But you know, they gave us fits in in Ruston. Give a lot of people fits in Ruston, and you know they 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 had a good game before North Texas kind of won it late. Got some stops, got buckets against them in Denton. It's gonna be tough to do that same thing against Tech because. Again, they have Lofton. He can get buckets. Kobe Williams is a slasher. He can score. They got Keaton Willis, Willis who can get dirty, but it's not. I mean, he's not a super throw, but he can get his own shot. Amori Archibald, he's another one of these 12-year seniors, that kind of deal. He's been around forever. He might have played with Carl Malone back in the day. I don't know. But, again, it, the, yeah. the thing that stands out with both those teams, and and the mat, like, March is all about matchups, right? Mm-hmm. Neither one of them have a player that can match up with Thomas Bell. Yeah, and that's the part where I think, like, Tech could if they were full strength. Like, yeah, West- if they had Crawford. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Western Kentucky, again, they have Sharp, who just changes the calculus because he's, like, 8,000 feet tall. Uh, so teams get into the lane, they're like, oh, I got a floater. And uh, you'll see teams, like, try to get him in the pick and roll and then find guys and then try to lob a pass over him. And he's like, nope, what are you doing? Or he'll block guys at the rim. He's, you know, he's 7'5". He's... he's is it seven foot five? He's seven. He's seven foot something. He's super tall. He's seven foot five. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, it's like when you go to the you know to the Y and you go play against a guy that's like six foot five. You know, like regular people size playing against six foot five. You're like this guy's super tall. It's weird. So for them, you know, everybody's used to seeing a six foot six guy and they're like, this is seven foot tall. What is this weird? It's difficult to get that. They don't execute as well uh, as you would expect them to do. Like and Josh Anderson. I mean, he's a talent. He can, He's always good for, like, a steal and a ridiculous dunk or some athletic play on their squad. But he's when it comes down to it, it's like, please, Davion McKnight, find us a play. Yeah. Get into the lane, make a, get a bucket. And I think North Texas is built to sort of stop that kind of obvious, you know, you can see it coming from a mile away kind of thing. You stick J.J. Murray on him, everybody, you know, blocked out or something like that. I think in a... We need a stop kind of thing. I feel good about it, but you always got to wonder about, say, yeah, you know, uh, Sharp getting a rebound with his long, super long arm, just like a, um, uh, was it Space Jam arm extension, just reach out and grab it. But I think uh, it, they get into lulls once they're five, you know, they're starting five, or, you know, any one of them has to sit down. It's like, what do you have here? There's nobody that you're scared of. A lot of solid basketball players, but nobody can say, you know what, this guy is dangerous because he can do things. He can get to spots that make it difficult for us. Everybody else is just a solid basketball player. And I'm not, I'm not too scared about Western as it was last year. I'm not scared about Louisiana Tech, but I think Tech presents us more, more threats than Western Kentucky. That's not to say you dismiss either of them because, you know, good <laughs> basketball teams. It just Which one is more scary? I think for me it's Tech. Uh, they're a little bit more motivated and they're a better team. But Western can be, like you said, everybody is dangerous at this point. And we're going to get, or at least we should get, 
the very best version of each of these teams. Right. Yeah. So Thursday, Friday, it's super intense. It's going to require the best effort. North Texas can't be on cruise control. It's going to require effort and grit and grind and big shots and clutch defensive things and good coaching and Grant McCaskin scribbling things on there. He's going to get really deep into his squad. You know, he might be all the way on the floor. Uh, you know, Ross Hodge is going to be yelling. If we get to the championship game, Saturday, March 12th, that will be at 7.30 p.m. Court A, CBS Sports Network. And we'll play one of Middle, UAB, UTEP, Old Dominion, FAU. I won't, we're not going to play UTSA or Southern Miss. I'm, I'll just say that. <laughs> They're going to lose pretty quickly. Um, they're awful teams. Uh, I, I It's part of the USA report dot com preview i'm looking at all these teams watching at least one game taking some notes refreshing myself on everybody and it was awful watching Southern miss and it was very awful watching utsa play basketball uh, i got to say um, so let's get another hot sports opinion who's coming out of the other side of the bracket for me it's basically uab or middle i think that's that's what it is um, UAB is the obvious choice. They're probably, you look at the, what Ken Palm has, I think it was, um, I tweeted it out this morning that they had a, they were right below North Texas and their chances for winning the conference USA tournament. They were a 50, 53.2% chance to get to the final 31.2 to actually win the championship team rankings. If you follow along with them, they had UAB overwhelmingly as a favorite to win the, the championship 42.5% and a 64% chance to make it to the championship game. I mean, their other middle Tennessee was like that other team from there in Florida Atlantic, same thing on Kempom, Florida Atlantic and uh, middle Tennessee were the, the other two, contenders out of that that division but again we we saw we saw utep firsthand yesterday right and if if i was listing a coaching hierarchy in conference usa 1a 1b is andy kennedy and grant mccassum i don't i think those are the two best coaches but Mm -hmm. right below them is golding from utep yeah would not be surprised at all to see them win their first game and beat middle and give you know UAB some trouble. And same thing with Florida Atlantic. We've seen them play well at times. They have a, a, a decent roster that could give UAB problems. UAB's been the reason they finished in second place behind North Texas is because of their inconsistency. Um, so they could have troubles with FAU. And it's, again, like I said, everybody's dangerous at this time. I, I would say the favorite, again, overwhelmingly is UAB to come out of there. But I, I would say I could I could see UTEP or Middle Tennessee being the like a surprise team out of that group. Yeah, look, yeah, it's a single elimination, right? There's been a lot of teams that have lost the first game of a seven-game series, right? And went on to win it, right? They, you know, blow out a team or something like that. And if you always took the first game of a seven-game series in the NBA, we'd have a completely different list of of NBA champions, right? Um, in a seven-game series, your quality of coaching, of, of play, uh, wins out, and then everything else is even. Right? Some team can be hot one night, but we, we it, it all 
um, eliminated in the in the in the uh, number of repetitions, right? The number of of uh, of uh, observations you get to determine your quality, right? Um, so yeah, UAB tough, right? They're lengthy, they're 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 strong. Um, Lovin is a beast defensively. There's a what Quan Jackson is a is a beast defensively. Um, I'm sorry, who else is on their squad? Jelly Walker can score from anywhere. He changed. He's another one of those guys that changes the four calculus. That he's so quick. <laughs> he's so quick that you yeah. have you have to you adjust your thinking. You can't play him straight up because he'll just get to the bucket. But he is willing and able to pull up front and anywhere on the floor. So you have to get up on him, which makes him faster. You know, so he changes everything. And and you know. You can see him struggle with his speed and just ability to rise up and jump in your eye. When he's on, he is very dangerous. Like if you're chasing the game and they give him the ball, every time he hits a jumper in your face, you're like, that was just a gut punch. It's so devastating. If you're up by 10 and he does that, you're like, okay, whatever, fine. That's why you got to be up by 10. That's why you got to the other guys from scoring. Um, so, But you can also see that he doesn't make the best basketball decision every time. We saw that against us. Where he attacked the basket and Aaron Scott blocked him, kicked out a fast break, and we went down to get a bucket. Um, everybody on the team, Andy Kennedy, was yelling. I'm like, "What are you doing? It's like 30 seconds left. Just dribble the ball out. Make North Texas. You know, you, you basically gave the ball up. Just going for a shot we didn't need. So I, I wonder. You know, I can see a moment where he's asked to make a smart basketball play, and his instinct as a guy that's like, "I will score from anywhere." Um, kind of supersede that, and it ends up resulting in not good for UAB. Uh, I can also see something like some foul trouble for Jimson. I think that changes the way that they defend because he's a beast uh, inside. He's so physical. I can also see yeah. like a, a team that is not intimidated by a side. Like Old Dominion, they're like, yeah, let's go inside. Let's bang a run in here. I don't care, dude. Um, and like Izzy Pay, they battled well against them. Does that happen? You can lose a game, but UAB is very good, and they're not gonna make it easy to to take them out. No, I, I mean there there's not much that separates UNT and UAB in my eyes. I, I think you said plenty about Jelly Walker. Um, he's gonna be the Conference USA Player of the Year. I, I think that that's the most obvious choice. Uh, he's been the difference in that team for UAB. Uh, one thing to watch. And it's maybe something you can pick up on when you're down there is the availability for LeBlanc for UAB. You know, he was a difference maker against us in the, the first game. He's been out with an injury. So does he play? I think that'll be big. Um, yeah, it's just UAB is just a really, really – they're a really good coach team, and they're just really good overall. They can beat you in multiple ways. They can score a ton on you. They can play slow and play really good defense when they're locked in, and mm -hmm. that's what makes them, uh, you know, or, that's what gives them a really good chance at making the championship. Yeah, one thing, they have a good offense, right? Their offensive numbers are good. One thing that makes them so good is that their defense is good, is that they'll, get, they'll put pressure on you. They get steals. And let me tell you, if you want to increase your offensive um, efficiency rating, Get wide open dunks, you know. <laughs> get your get your best guy, maybe six eight or something like that, and let him run the floor with nobody guarding him, and uh, see if he can score a basket, you know. 
It's really easy, yeah. I think. But but again, like at times this year, they've been inconsistent on defense. Yeah, and that's that's where uh, that's where they've lost games. They, they weren't inconsistent against North Texas. North Texas just, you know, I think forced them to play at a pace that they they didn't want to play at, and mm-hmm. and forced them to make mistakes mm-hmm. down the stretch that they didn't normally make, and then they hit the big shot with Perry. And those other games that they lost, like when they lost to Marshall and when they lost to Rice or when they lost to Old Dominion, they didn't play good defense. They weren't locked in. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're it's, – it's kind of funny. It's like if UAB in the championship game, I'm scared of them because they're going to be locked in. They're going to play defense. They're going to be ready. But I think they're more vulnerable when they play like an FAU in on Thursday because I don't know if they're going to be locked in. They're just going to be like, yeah, well, here we are in the tournament. It's the start of our run. And, you know, FAU can beat you. Uh, they have some guys, you know, like Michael Forrest is a fifth-year senior. Um, they have some other guys. That they can hit threes. They like to play. They have a big body. I think in Rosado, I think he's that dude. Giancarlo Rosado. They can, you know, they can body in there and 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 there's, you know, catch a little fire and make them, make them do things. UTEP only lost to them by three. It was a home game for UTEP, but again, they had the Keontae Kennedy guy back for that game. Only lost by three at home. And they have those type of offensive playmakers that can go score. And you have Joe Golding over here who knows how to stop people. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he's a, like if UTEP is going to be good at basketball, I think within the next three years, um, and yeah, I, I've thought that when they hired Golding, I was like, this dude, I mean, he's obviously a good coach. He knows how to win. He wanted Abilene Christian. Um, they're they're going to be scary. He took a team that last year was very terrible defensively, just had talent, and he turned. They've gotten better defensively. Right? Everybody talks about the numbers. They're they're sort of finding what they are and what what works for them. And every time you know, like you beat a North Texas, right? Even if North Texas was kind of not at their best, whatever. You beat North Texas at home, that gives you confidence in your system. And I, I, I talked about this, I think, on last week's show, is that a lot of a lot of basketball is uh, like team basketball and indicator is like when it's hard, right? When you're down five, when the refs, do you still believe in your system, right? Or are you checking out? Are you using say, you know what? No, thank you. I saw this with the U, U, Southern Miss. One of their dudes is real good, like Pinkney or something like that. He was on a three-on-one, and he was frustrated in the game. And he was like, you know what? I'm not going to pass. I'm just going to go try to dunk it. And he misses the dunk. And you can see his teammates go, like, give, like, the what the hell are you doing kind of look. And then later on, kind of petulantly, he got the ball. And the his the freshman point guard wanted the ball back because that was part of the offensive set. And Pinkney kind of held it a little bit longer just to say, no, nah, let me just do take one extra dribble and then pass it. What are you doing? How does that help the team? You know, do you feel better? Do you know your feelings a little hurt? Now you just want to touch the ball a little bit. If you have guys that are doing that, that's how you're gonna lose. Um, and then, you know, there's degrees of that, right? Is uh, does UAB? Uh, I mean, does I mean, sorry, does UTEP believe in their system enough? And they say, you know what? I've seen what Golden's been preaching. I believe it's gonna work, and so I'm gonna do the thing that I'm I'm supposed to do. Even though right now it doesn't seem like that's going to win us the game in this particular moment, I still believe. You know North Texas believes in their system. They were playing their system. Even though everything was against them, they couldn't hit any free throws. Everybody was still blocking out. Everybody was still executing the offense. They were still doing their stuff because they believe it. They know that works. North Texas believes. They trust their system. 
They're 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 fully bought in. Where are you in that hierarchy? I think UTEP is buying in, and that's why they're really good. They're saying they're like, you know what, this stuff kind of works. You know, you said to guard and play with intensity and 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 you know, pay attention to the details and make sure my hands on the like uh, when I'm hedging on the screen that I'm touching my 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 teammate to make sure there's no space. All that stuff is showing evidence of being like you know, it makes sense. Like it's it works, coach. And then that gives your team confidence, all the other stuff. Yeah, uh, I mean, they're, they're they're good enough to make a run in Frisco. Mm-hmm. They've had success here at the end of the season. Let's see how they handle it, right? That's yeah. kind of that next transition. You've had success. Can you carry it over? Mm-hmm. I used to be the always thinking, like, you had to be playing at the well or playing well at the end of the season to do well in your conference tournament. Well, Grant McCaslin just threw that all out the window <laughs> because he since he's been here, they have never won a – regular season finale game right they played like crap down the stretch last year we all wrote them off they won the tournament you know they lost the charlotte game after the western kentucky you know amazing home game you know they came out played like crap against charlotte the year before you know they had a bunch of injuries they wilted kind of down the stretch but then again they get in the conference tournament or they get in a postseason regular uh, postseason tournament when they play well so, I mean, UTEP, yes, they're playing well now. Can they carry that su- success over to Frisco? We'll see. It's a relatively quick turnaround. Right? It's Sunday right now. Everybody just played yesterday about three. Um, they got to play Wednesday. It breaks up the routine. For North Texas, it's it's pretty much business as usual. The conference cadence is Saturday, Thursday, Saturday. Um, I think we're going to see what's going to happen like Friday. Is everybody going to feel? Good or whatever. All right, so here are my predictions. I think UAB, we're going to get UAB, UTEP, um, Tech, and North Texas in the semifinals. We're going to get all West Division semifinals. Uh, and I think that just, the East has been down. Like We didn't talk a, little, uh, a lot about middle. Middle's good. They, uh, you know, I watched a little bit more of their, their basketball team. They have a lot of young guys. They have some athletes like uh, was number five Andrews. He can he's, he's a good defender. He likes to guard full court. He's an athlete. He he can handle the ball. I don't know that they're super crisp when they need to be crisp. There's a couple times when they're running their offense that they're like looking at each other and um, saying, "Am I supposed to cut right now?" Or oh no, this is a screen. They do like that. And I think that's, that's going to cost you against good teams. Um, you know they got away without watching the Marshall game against like a Marshall. Uh, and, you know, like I said, a lot of the East Division, Western, Charlotte Rice, Marshall, FIU, Old Dominion, have lapses. I don't know that there's a very good defensive team in the East. I think the team ends up being Middle Tennessee sort of by default. They're good. They have athletes. They have guys that will challenge. Uh, that, that guy Andrew I was talking about, he was chasing dudes and flying out and getting blocked three-point shots, you know. Um, they're good, and they like to press full court and cause, uh, you know, wreak some havoc but i think if you, you take that that's what uab does that's what north texas does that's what utep is trying to do in the west division there's teams that will defend and make life tough on you and so you know this is not even to say like louisiana tech good defensive team last year i think they were like second or third in defensive efficiency they're very good so i don't think it's unusual for anybody utep is gonna be like oh we're not scared of middle because we just did this against north texas um UAB does the same kind of thing. Uh, you know, we beat Louisiana Tech, who's a very good defend- defensive team. So I don't think they're going to be scared of that middle squad when they play them. 
even though middle's kind of good, I just don't know that they're at the level of anybody in the West. So, again, for me, North Texas, Tech, UTEP, and then I think UAB beats up on uh, FAU. And that's going to be your semifinals. After that, it's sort of a crapshoot. I think UAB wins. I think it's North Texas UAB in the championship game. I, I don't know if we can beat them <laughs> the third time. Like as good, it just, I think about what it took to beat them. Right, it took Tyler Perry hitting some ridiculous shots. Not just that last one, but he crossed over Mike Ertle and hit a three in the eye, like in the first half. He crossed him over uh, again, hit a jumper like a mid range jumper in his eye. Like how many more times oh, is Andy Kenny gonna let Mike Ertle guard him anymore? He's like, you know, look, son, uh, we're gonna need you on the bench for this one, Mike. You know. We're gonna need somebody out there that can that can guard yeah, Tyler I mean, Perry for the, a little bit. The the best player, the best defense player in the in the conference is Quan Jackson, and he'd probably get the Tyler Perry assignment, and and somebody else will have to step up, right? Yeah. Thomas Bell didn't play well against them last time, and he hasn't played well against them really, you know, the other time either when they played in Denton because KJ Buffin has been like his kryptonite, mm-hmm. right? Um, and for Thomas, you mentioned it earlier, teams are defending him differently, and he kind of has to attack UAB downhill versus posting up. He needs to hit some threes in that game if, if they play each other. And, you know, he has to be – I think he has to be the one that beats UAB versus it maybe being Tyler Perry. But who knows, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, you know, you sound a little bit scared of UAB. <laughs> well, it's I, more well, like I, – <laughs> I've been watching a lot of ba- so I've seen a lot of basketball. I don't, I'm sort of thinking like a coach now. You, you talk to a coach and they can find like I don't know that 12th man. You know he did score 22 a game in high school, and you got to worry about it. Yeah, you know, like it, is it really going to happen? Probably not. I've just been watching a lot of basketball and seeing lots of possibilities. That's my problem. If if yeah. both teams get to the championship game, the the both will have played tough games to get there, right? Mm-hmm. So really. If you get there, you got a shot. I don't think anything changes. I don't think it makes it more difficult because it's UAB and you 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 know had a tough game out against them last time. Doesn't matter. You got a shot. You get mm-hmm. there. You you both had to play two games in two days. Um, they're both not you know I, UAB maybe plays a little bit more players, but they're not overly deep, right? right? North Texas will play the seven uh, that they've always played, and and they'll be fine. When they get there, and they'll be fine in a matchup against UAB, like it'll it'll be a tough, grinded out type of game. Yeah, here's the deal. Look, we we see them where North Texas sort of weak, right? Free throws, uh, maybe over deliberate on offense at times, uh, maybe an over reliance on our star players. But that's a lot of college basketball. Teams. We talked about it. Every team has a weakness. This thing, what North Texas has done time and again, and what makes this team super fun, is that they will play hard. They will challenge every possession they always give themselves a chance right because they're hustling because they're diving because they're defending they they cause so many no, 24 seconds uh, 24 seconds shot clock violations they get so many extra rebounds you just they, they they make the other team work mentally the north texas always gives themselves a chance and they have enough talent that that says you know um we'll take a sliver we'll take a sliver of space and hit a jump in your eye tyler perry has no fear of the moment, you know. It's never too big for him. He's happy to fire off a clutch three, uh, and he's happy to take another one, even if you missed the previous one. Nobody, I don't think we don't have guys that are scared of the moment. 
is that North Texas, um, we're going to see a good effort. I think we have all we need to win the championship. Uh, it's going to be earned, though, right? It's not like we should just walk over. It's not like Gonzaga and the you know West Coast Conference or something like that. It's, we're going to have to work for it, and that's fine. I think those are the better ones where we're going to have to walk down the stretch and our heart's going to be pounding, be pounding, um, you know, and you're going to be nervous. You're going to be gripping the table. You might see me on the sideline, right? I'm going to be trying to look and uh, look <laughs> super, super calm and like I'm not cheering for the green. I'm like, oh, I'm just a professional guy here. Uh, you know, writing about this conference. God damn it. That's a foul. Anyway. You're not going to be like the UTEP announcer just right. Oh, that's AM1. That's AM1. That's AM1. Yeah, I just I can't oh, that, wait to get Oh, it. that's short. That's short. That's short. If there's any, it just, you, I don't know what they got. They got It's like all that desert or something like that. They can't find a broadcast. They can't find a camera that works. Those people, they're just, the guy was just like, just talking on the sideline. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's not going to work. Yeah. Where's the professional broadcast ability? Anyway, I think we could be any of these teams. It, it's going to be tough, and I'm excited. I think last year was tough. We had a good team, very good team. It was tough, and, but that made it all the more special, right? You earn it. Like anything worth doing, you know, is is gonna be difficult. UAB is not gonna just give you the game. Western Kentucky, Louisiana Tech, they're not just gonna roll over. They're gonna try very hard, and that's what makes it great. Watching Thomas Bell, watching Tyler Perry, cross somebody up that's trying their best to guard him, and hitting a fadeaway jumper in their eye. That's special, and that's good basketball. I'm excited to see those. I'm excited for the memory that we're going to make uh, and, and all that good stuff. It's going to be a fun time. I'm excited about the tournament. Yeah, it, it's different this year. North Texas is the hunted, right? Yeah. They're they're going to be the favorite in some people's eyes. Uh, not everybody, because I think UAB will be a strong favorite in, in plenty of media's eyes. Mm-hmm. Um but everybody's gunning for them. Everybody except UTEP has beef against North Texas. So, <laughs> you know, how do they handle that? That's going to yeah. be something different. Yeah, we saw a version. I think it was uh, that UTEP was a UTEP loss was a great opportunity. UTEP played North Texas the way that other teams will play North Texas in the conference tournament, right? You're talking about the hunted. UTEP played against North Texas like, oh, they're so good. We're going to beat. You know, you know. They they did a little underdog speech, right? They think that they're better than us. They think they're number one team. They don't go to our house. They, they did the whole speech, right? <laughs> they probably so, uh, did some high videos or something like that. Like, they don't believe in us. They don't think that we can play with them. All of that. That's everybody's speech. And we got to go, you know, we got to be the bully. And we got to go snatch their dreams away. We got to say, you know what? You might have something, son, but not today, right? You know? They, you, yeah. you had a little good shot, but it ain't gonna happen. Not, not right now. This is our house. This is Frisco. This is this is our championship. Right. So if if you're Grant McCaslin, you then go into the tournament and you you, you f- totally ignore the fact that you won the regular season, and you're like, you know what? Everybody picked you to finish sixth in this conference. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you throw that out there. You throw my tweet out there this morning that UAB is the overwhelming favorite in team rankings, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's bulletin board material out there. I'm going to find it this week. I'm going to tweet it out so that Grant has his, his stuff, you know, but at, at the end of the day, one <laughs> thing that we probably haven't talked enough about, and I know we're getting to the end of this is North Texas has great leadership. J.J. Murray, Thomas Bell, Reuben Jones, Drez, those guys, Abu, 
They've been there. They saw what it took last year to win. They saw what it took to put together a conference championship this year, right? They they know what they need to do in Frisco next week. They know. Yeah, I, I, I would say they want to come into our space, our house. There's going to be no Texas signage everywhere. It's a lot of green. And they want to take what's ours. It's our championship. We won the conference tournament last year. We won the regular season title. They want to beat us. They want to take it. They, everybody's hungry to take it. Don't let them take it. Show them what's what. Show them. Show them. Show them. Make them. If they want it, make them earn it. You know, make it be seven overtimes or whatever like that. They're going to have to hit all that stuff. It ain't UTEP. You don't have those reps. It's not El Paso anymore, right? They're going to have to do it in Frisco um, on one of the two courts. It's going to be court A the whole time for us, right? A-A-A. Yep. Court A the whole time. Nobody can beat us on court A. I'm declaring it right now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Mean Green Nation podcast. I forget what episode number we are. Um, we're going to be in Frisco. I'll be in Frisco. If you're going to be in Frisco, let me know. Greg, you're not going to be there. Can't make it. Oh, man. Gas is like $4 a gallon. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. I mean, you just do a little crime here and there, you know, do a little financial crime. It's no big deal. They'll catch you eventually. You can do a couple years in prison, but it's fine. You'll be at the tournament. Um, yeah, it's uh, we'll be there the whole week. Um, I, you know, my boss was like, where are you going? Are you going to, like, the beach or something like that? I was like, no, I'm going to go to Frisco. Like, what? <laughs> Conference basketball. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm excited that we'll be there the whole week, Monday. We'll, we arrive Monday. Uh, Tuesday's the first round. I'm going to go to all these games. I love me some basketball. I love tournament basketball. This is a great ticket. I was trying to convince my wife because we're up here in St. Louis. I was like, we should go to the Missouri Valley Conference over there. It's Arch Madness, what they call it. We should go to that. And she looked at me and she said, uh, are you crazy? And I was like, all right, you're all right. I'll back off. Wait. Uh, it was a great game yesterday, Drake and Missouri State. Yeah, so now I was like, we could have went, you know, we could have went. She's like, uh, we got to prepare to take a, a trip for a week. Are you going to do it? Are you going to get it? I was like, you know, you're right. I'm over here watching, you know, Southern Miss and whoever play basketball on ESPN Plus. And yeah, he's helping you know, organize in our life right now. So shout out to my wife. I, I tell this my wife, I was like, when we get to this time of the year, I was like, look, this is my time. I don't ask for any other time. I really don't care during football season, but February, March, my time. Just let me do what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Um, it's it's a great time, you know, a great time for basketball. I love it. I love all the stuff. Uh, I love it. And I encourage you to get a ticket. Uh, you know, to the tournament and go watch everybody else. Go watch it. It enhances the storyline when you're watching Texas play these teams, you know, to see who they're playing and get their stories. Um, and like I said, great value, right? Um, there's a lot of players in Conference USA. If you're only watching North Texas, I know a lot of people do. They only watch your team. Uh, there's good stories all around, you know. Root for some underdogs. Root for UTEP. Uh, root for FIU Marshall or something like that. Marshall's fun. They got Tavion Kinsey out there. I would love if like Southern Miss made a run and then we played Southern Miss in the championship, and like Marshall made a run and we played Marshall in, like the semifinal. Because I think we can beat both those teams by like forty, and that'd be great. I don't care. I don't. I mean, look, I was talking about what a great semifinal would be, what a great challenge would be to beat UTEP. I mean, to beat UAB in the final. I'm happy to blow out Rice and then blow out Marshall. And then blow out Southern Miss or UTSA in the title game. I'm happy to do that. I wouldn't feel bad about it. 
Um, you know, whatever. Sorry, Cinderella. This, this isn't the Sun Belt anymore. Those <laughs> things don't happen. <laughs> no. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like if those things happen, you can root for them, right? You can root for these terrible, terrible basketball teams. Um, it should be a good time. I will be there. Our fam, my family will be there. I know there's like a Collin County or something. I haven't got any any fee. I was like, when is this gonna be? And it's kind of been crickets. So we'll see what's up. Uh, I will be tweeting a lot. I will be writing some blog posts. I'll take some podcasts and comments so I can set up shop somewhere and do some podcasting where I'm just like, oh man, that was a great game. When when that guy hit the three, did, did anybody see that? Uh, we'll see if we can't get Greg on or somebody or any, whatever. We'll get some audio from the thing. Uh, we're going to kind of do it as big as we can considering I'm going to have entire family there. And somebody's going to be like, Dad, I got to poop. You know? <laughs> nobody, I, nobody really... I guess you don't prepare. There's a lot of, you know, dealing with people's poops when you're dead. Like, Dad, I got to poop. Baby has to poop. And then the other one comes up and like, Dad, I got to poop too. I'm like, I guess it makes sense. You did eat at the same time. They just wait, you know. It just it, it's a thing. I'm gonna be out in public. It's just gonna be a whole thing. But anyway, just, just dead life. <laughs> make you just gotta tell your wife to make a sacrifice. Be like, I'll make it up to you later. <laughs> she just gives you the okay. Wi-Fi. Yeah. So I, like I said, I'm gonna be covering the the tournament. So I will be on the sideline. Greg did this before with me, right? We're on the sideline. You get a good vantage point. You can hear all the talk. You can hear the rest talk. You hear the coaches complaining. Um, so we'll be tweeting all that stuff live from the game on the sideline. But I had to make a promise to my wife that I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be there for every game. Like probably like UTSA, Southern Miss. I'll be in the stands with my wife, you know. Like, you want some popcorn? Because when the games are they're more important, they're the ones that matter, I'm just like, I'm going to have to be down there, you know. The world, the internet needs me. They need my tweets about uh, UAB versus FAU, you know. They just they need to know. Um, so, yeah, like, we worked it all out. If they got to buy a bigger house or something, I don't know what, what it was. So, um, that's it. Do you, do you have uh, any have any other hot sports opinions you want to fire off? No, I just it's it's good. the greatest week in uh, sports really starts now. You know, mm -hmm. conference tournaments, championship week. Enjoy the ride. You know, no matter what happens. Yeah. It, you yeah. know, it's been a hell of a season. I'm thankful for being able to watch this. You know, there's definitely a lot of bad crap going on in the world. And mm -hmm. North Texas basketball is a, a little slice of, you know, pie to get away from all the bad stuff. So enjoy the ride. I totally agree. Um, well, I guess, you know, Mike Krzyzewski is retiring. I don't think yeah, the world. Yeah, pretty funny yesterday. I don't think the world's going to be able to go on without hearing Greg Godecker's uh, hot sports opinion on Mike Krzyzewski. What do you think? How, how would you summarize his career and uh, and everything, Greg? I won't. I won't. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I won't do it. I thought it was funny how they lost yesterday, <laughs> and him telling the crowd, "No, no, no, no. You you sit down. Be quiet. Be quiet." <laughs> the I, whole like ESPN love fest and Mike Krzyzewski, that and that and that. Yeah, I thought it, I wish Kansas and Texas would have went in in like six overtimes and we wouldn't have even gotten to watch the game. Like that would have been poetic justice for that. I mean, I understand that, but he's coached 47 years there, right? He's won was it two, three national championships. He's a he's a legend in the game. You got to 
you know, see him on his way out. Even though I've rooted against Duke for as long as I can remember. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't care for him. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I think he's a dirty coach. I just don't. <laughs> there you go. Only the hottest sports opinions here on the Mingo Nation podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Go mean green. <laughs>